Hi, and welcome to TK Business Live. It's great to be with you today. And we got a quick shout out to some of our sponsors, the Topeka Independent Business Association. You can learn more about them at TopekaTIBA.org. And we've got some great underwriters that have joined on board with us this month. Jim Garrison uh, with his State Farm Agency, Sunflower Association of Realtors, as well as Lawyers Title of Kansas. And we just, we can't thank them enough for helping to make TK Business Live happen each week so that we get to hear about some of the great business owners in this community and some of the cool things they're doing. And we get to hear that today. Uh, we're going to get to talk with Mike Patterson and uh, learn about what's going on with the Evil Knievel Museum. They have just been awarded an incredible award. I can't wait to talk with him about it and hear more. Um, this is this is an award where we are in comparison um, and being awarded alongside companies like Pixar and Disney. How incredible is that? I think sometimes we just don't even realize what incredible things we have right here in our community. And and so I'm excited to talk with him about the creation of the Evil Knievel Museum and where it's at today and how it's gotten here, as well as the award. And another quick kind of cool note about the Evil Knievel Museum is that it is? it was just recently a Jeopardy question. And prior to that, it was a question on who wants to be a millionaire. So we're going to get to talk with Mike. I have Mike Patterson joining me. Mike is the president and owner of Harley-Davidson of Topeka. And as you might know him more even now, is also the president, owner, co-founder of the Evil Knievel Museum right here in Topeka, Kansas. And you guys have just exploded with the Evil Knievel Museum. And I don't even know if Topeka knows how much you've exploded, but uh, you recently received an incredible award, an incredible award. Now, and just so we, so I don't do it any injustice, Mike, talk a little bit about this award that you just received. Well, we were surprised when we got it. Um, actually, we didn't really even know what it was. Um, we, we got a call from the um, themed, themed Entertainment Association from Los Angeles and they told us we'd won an award and we, we were you know thought that was great but as we went into it further they started explaining and they said you know over there were over 300 applicants worldwide and we picked um, you know 15 and you were one of them it's a big deal it's on the level of the Academy Awards for the themed entertainment industry and so uh, we we were very honored we we went to Los Angeles uh, to Disneyland um, about uh, a month ago and accepted the award and I don't think we knew what we were getting into um, how how big it actually was once we got there and found out uh, that this is the award that even Disney strives for to win um, and here we are from you know little old Topeka Kansas and little old Harley shop and we were way way out of place uh, but uh, people really embraced us and uh, I think we were so unique to everybody else that was there because the other award winners were people like Disney and Universal Studios. Uh, we were actually told that when you go into the headquarters of Disney, they have two of these awards sitting right front and center when you go in. So it's it's that big a deal to them. So we hadn't heard of it, but uh, they, they thought that was actually funny that we hadn't heard of it. They're like, uh, this is really, really important. I mean, I'm looking, he brought the book in, the program from the event, and you know, the sponsors, the global sponsors, you know, we don't even talk about things like global sponsors, is Disney Parks, live entertainment. You know, all the places that you see when you see a movie are are in this book, you know, and you when you go to Disney World or you go to a major park, not just 
any old park, but the major parks. And then the winners, I mean, I saw Lego. I see Nemo and Friends. Are you kidding me? And Pixar the- was one of the winners. Uh, the uh, it, A lot of people saw the the drone display at the closing ceremonies of the Winter Olympics when they did the the drones in the sky. That was one of the winner the winners. Uh, Volcano Bay and Universal, like you said, the Lego house from Denmark. We actually had to present a case study, a twenty minute case study, the day before to all of all of the people in the industry. There was over seven hundred people um, from the industry there, and we presented with. Uh, a Lego house from Denmark, and uh, and then also Washington's home in in Washington D.C. They have a a, a a museum there at Mount Vernon, and they have a new display which they won an award for. So it was it was surreal, but it was a it was a huge honor, um, and just to be there, you know, representing Evil and the museum, but also Topeka. Um, you know, we were really proud to be there, and and. Everybody was talking about Topeka and Los Angeles at Disneyland, you know, for the for the weekend. And uh, I can't tell you how many people said, we want to come to Topeka now. You know, I never thought I would want to come to Topeka, but I want to come to Topeka. Well, talk a little bit about the journey of getting to this point. I mean, this is this is kind of a validation of like how good, how good you guys did as you put this together. But as we were talking off the air, you're like, well, and we kind of went through it as like, build that wall there. That sounds good. Let's put this here versus others who won this award and saying, yeah, we went through a whole planning stage. All these dollars were spent planning and then we implemented. You guys kind of did it as you went. We did um, because we just didn't have the budget to do that. Um, You know, we, the award we won was um, greatest achievement on a limited budget. And there was a couple other winners that had a limited budget, but they weren't limited budgets compared to us. I mean, they were like uh, huge dollars. We were in awe of how much money. Um, but, you know, it, it really is a testament to the team at our, our store because, you know, people come in and they say, well, who designed this? And um, it was really the people in our dealership and and who produced it too. I mean, it was our, our technicians and our marketing people and our clothing staff and salespeople that were in there working using the different um, skills they have and a lot of passion a lot of effort a lot of buying in from everybody and that's what that's what made it happen um, to you know we didn't ever expect any kind of honors you know and when we started doing it we didn't really expect it to to turn out like it did because it, it was uh it was more like a display. We wanted to have a cool display. And then um, we've, you know, it's the only one. And so we thought we got to do this right. And um, it, it came out well, people that come through, um, I don't think there's been one person that's ever said, you know, this didn't exceed my expectations. I mean, so um, that's one of the most satisfying things. And, and then to have the people that come from great distances just to come to the museum. I mean, we we didn't really expect that um, as much as it happens, but it happens every day. We're like, oh yeah, we're from Michigan, and like, oh why you're here? And like, well, we came because of the museum. That's we we drove here, um, you know, twelve hours to come to the museum, or we flew in, or um, you know, a lot of people are driving through, or um, you know, see our billboards, or or have Googled us, but. Um, a lot make a special trip. It's this destination. It's their destination. And, you know, um, most of our visitors are from out of state. Uh, so talk a little bit about 
how it all got started. Where did the dream, the vision begin? Uh, really, it's never really a dream or vision or anything or strategy. It just kind of happened. Um, you know, it, with our business and we do restorations on motorcycles, um, we we did a job for Jerry Lee Lewis, the rock and roll legend, and um, that job turned into them asking us for advice on who could help their friend, Lathan McKay, who was the world's largest Evil Knievel collector with his Mack truck to be restored. And that's where we um, said we restore Mack trucks. And, <laughs> um, you know, we got the job and, you know, it wasn't exactly like that, but it, it that's that's how we like to tell it. And, you know, we, we took it on and then there was a whole bunch of people in Topeka, um, Kansas, uh, power powertrain in, in uh, North Topeka and Todd Williams restoration can't even tell you all the people that worked on the truck um, along with us and then that evolved into getting uh, to know Lathan and, and a relationship there with our our staff and our team and and we started working on some of his other items and started storing some of his stuff and the idea just kind of came up one day and I said hey Lathan why don't we just build a museum here in Topeka right in the middle of the country with all your stuff and he said, okay. And it was about that simple, really, truly about that simple. And uh, and then it was on from there. So what is your, I mean, there's so much in the museum. It's it's kind of, it's just shocking. You just keep going to one more thing and one more thing. And, and then this whole display. And, oh, I love, I mean, personally, there's so many things I love. But one of my favorites is like the broken bones thing where you like can choose which body part. And it tells like how he broke that bone. I enjoy that one. I'm not sure if that what everybody does. Me. <laughs> yeah. It's Good, very intriguing. Alone. No, no. That's like one of the most popular things. So what's your favorite? Oh, I, I think the bones are, are, are really fun. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's like a history of how he broke all of his bones and we have all of, you know, I just say all of them, but we have over 40 of his x-rays. So we've integrated those into the interactive display. And, um, you know, you can move your hand around on the, on it and you can see where all his broken bones, then you can see the jump that caused it. And then you can see the actual, um, x-ray, but you know, the one that everybody talks about and probably the reason we actually got the award was the, um, virtual reality jump. I mean, and that's what was the, in, in the case study when we're, when we're presenting in front of all these people from all these huge theme parks with have all these incredible rides they were oohing and aahing at our um, virtual reality jump that you can get on and actually feel like you're jumping 15 police cars in downtown Topeka with the Capitol in the background, which everybody gets to see. And, uh, there's probably been over 10,000 people that have done the jump in our in our museum. And, um, you know, we, we wanted to have something that showcases Topeka when we when you do the jump. So every I, time. I love the jump. I freaked out on the jump yeah. I, i've less freaked out on the jump than the turn as you're trying yeah, to like the turn turns to get, get you. In. it's like you feel like you're gonna fall over and it's awesome yeah it feels yeah. so real it yeah. doesn't it's, it's but then it's also feels real because you can relate to the location you don't feel like you're in some place that you don't know that's true for topeka people yes. you're right here yeah. and you know that street you know it well it, it is a great piece, but there's so much more in. So, so did all of it come from Latham or how did it, how did it grow? Um, Latham had a huge amount of it. Um, when we started uh, the idea of, that we were going to put the museum in, there were other items that we needed to acquire and to really make, to complete the museum the way we felt like that it needed to be done. So that when people came in, they didn't go, oh, I wish I could have seen this. I mean, really, 
it's pretty much all there. I mean, there's a few other little items, but you don't, you're not left with like, oh, I wish I could have seen this. I mean, the Mack truck's huge. The Sky Cycle from Snake River, all you know, several of his motorcycles, leathers. Um, but once we got going with Lathan, um, we did start working on some other items too. And that's where um, our late uh, friend, Jim Kaplinger from Topeka, iconic businessman here in town, really stepped up and is another one of our co-founders and uh, without him we couldn't have acquired some of the things that we did um, we had to go outside of the country to get some things and uh, that's yeah without Jim wouldn't have happened so um, a lot of it was Lathan and then and then we went on a big push once we started the idea so have you always had the love for Evil Knievel has he when did it start for you uh, you know I grew up in the motorcycle business because I'm you know the Historic Harley-Davidson is a three-generation business, and I'm lucky enough to be the third generation. So being around motorcycles my whole life, as I grew up in the 70s, yes, Evil Knievel was a big part of my life. And I'd probably say a, a big inspiration, you know, that took me into my, to, to racing. Um, and, you know, it, it all kind of started with Evil um, for me. I actually, in 1971, um, this is going to date myself, but I was four years old, and I saw him jump. Like a lot of people that are listening at the Hutchison State Fair, at the State Fair in Hutchison, and uh, it was a big jump for him. Is it it's one that was very well covered, and um, Governor Docking was there um, with uh, uh, Vern Miller, and they did a press conference, and um, we have video of that in the museum, which is pretty cool too. But um, yeah, I saw him jump that day. I was four. I remember it vividly. I don't think I remember anything else from being four years old, but that's where it probably started for me. Um, yeah, it, but you know, I never ever would have dreamed that the bike we saw jump that day is in our so, store. Yeah, you know, in the in the museum, and that's pretty surreal still when I go see that. And yeah, I, I never would have dreamed that we would be doing this. So there's another part of the museum that I really love, and it is the letters. So the the whenever he got hurt or was in the hospital, there's all these letters that would come in, which just I don't know why that surprised me, but it was shocking. That's what people used to do. They yeah. send letters, you know. <laughs> they write, actually write it out, you know. So how was that collected? Um, that that was found in um, in Chicago. It was after a jump that he tried to jump sharks in Chicago, and he failed in practice. So he didn't show up to the actual event, but the crowd was there. It was a live CBS show, and it went on. But they got to the point where Evil was going to jump, and they just said, "Oh, we have video of him crashing today. This is all we have." So, people were mad. So a lot of the letters are not happy letters. They're they're like not nice. <laughs> but a lot of them are kids saying, "Hope you get well," and they sent their school pictures, their little school pictures that everybody had, or they drew something. And I think his people since people were upset they kept him from him because they didn't want him to see all the the negative things so they never got opened right. and so we acquired them we acquired over 300 of them and they were unopened and so we were the ones that opened them in our office and sherry and annie and ronnie and amanda opened them all and went through them all and read them and um, we picked some out and we actually contacted people like through facebook and they were like amazed some of them didn't recall doing it because their parents had helped them write it and once they found out it was actually them, they were shocked. And uh, we've got some of them on display. So it's a pretty cool, uh, unexpected 
display in the museum with the, you know, I have one of them that we have up just to show evil's popularity in that time. It came from London and it was addressed to Mr. Evil Knievel at a hospital in Chicago, Illinois. And that's what the address on the envelope said. And it got there, you know, through the mail. So that no address, cool. just he's at a hospital in Chicago. And we know where Evil's he, at. The mailman knew where he was at. So, so I, I the, the museum's incredible. How is, how does this um, kind of interact with business? How does, how does the Harley Davidson store and Evil, because they're right there on top of each other. Is it, has it been a blessing? Is it confusing? What, what, what happens? Um, I, you know, a lot of people that come aren't expecting that it's in a Harley Davidson store, you know, so, uh, um, but it's, it's two separate businesses. I mean, the, the, the museum is its own entity. It's a nonprofit and it, it, uh, works, um, outside of the dealership. However, um, the dealership actually helps keep it afloat too. Um, because museums aren't, um, they're not huge money makers. So if it were a standalone, it, it would probably be tough, you know, um, to make it a, a business model out of that itself. But with the dealership um, kind of supporting it, it makes it work. And it also does help the, the dealership because there's a lot of people coming in and uh, they're all incremental people from out of state. I mean, I, I think people might find it interesting that 62% of our visitors are from out of state. And then... 31% are from out of Topeka. So only 7% of our visitors are from Topeka. And that's that's cool that we're bringing a lot of people in um, to the community that's not just, um, you know, coming to our store, they're, they're going out to eat, they're filling up with gas, they're um, staying overnight. Um, we track it all, we ask everybody where they're from, get their zip codes, and we ask them if they stay the night in Topeka. Um, and so we keep all that data. So it's something that that we uh, we keep pretty close. So well, those are huge economic development pieces of the puzzle, right? Like you you have these opportunities for people to come, visit, stay, use dollars, and make our whole economy grow. So it's a beautiful piece to be a part of our community. And it's fascinating that it's only seven percent. So I hope that anyone listening, if you have not been in the museum, you go because it is incredible and it's something to be really proud of and to bring people to when they come and visit you. Absolutely. I mean, we would love more of Topeka to come. Um, you know, we get it that eventually they will. Um, but I think it, it's something that's going to surprise you and it surprised me. More people from Missouri have come than Topeka. Wow. Um, so it's it's kind of staggering um there's actually been also another kind of cool fact about the um the out-of-state people is out of country we average one country a day coming in so we've had 64 countries visit um so it's it's an international um tour too the amount of states we're right now it, we're not quite to tourist season yet we're averaging 14 states a day coming into the museum um through the tourist season, it's more like 17 to 20 a day. Um, there was a day a couple of weeks ago that we had 17 states and none of them were Kansas. Not one person from Kansas came into our museum and there were 17 other states that came. Holy cow. Yeah, so people are, um, they're seeking us out, but um, they're also, you know, the internet's awesome. And we ask everybody how they found out about us. And, you know, it's either social media, TripAdvisor's huge, um, 
with uh, and reviews are big. I was going to say, I think if you look for Topeka and you like go, okay, what's the top things I should do? Evil Knievel Museum's right there at the top. It is number one in Topeka for sure. Actually, we're number two in the state. Wow. Um, so of all things you can do in the state, and TripAdvisor does that based on, it's just logarithms that are defined by um, the, the ranking of the score, you know, whether it's a five or a four or, you know, and then also how many and how fast they're coming. So, um, you know, we started out like um, 65th, I think, once we got in the TripAdvisor and then we just sat and watched it and it just came all the way to the top. Um, so, yeah, we're the number two thing right now in the state. We actually think we'll probably be number one um, just a- as time progresses because we're catching up to a lot of other things that were already here. That's incredible. Okay, so what's, do you, I mean, when you look at what the future is and what it brings and what's coming, are you, is there anything coming? Is there anything that Topeka could do to help support that future? Um, well, one thing maybe a lot of people don't know is we're open on Sundays. Um, the dealership's not open, but the, the museum is because it's, you know, like I said, it's separate. So um, I think people try to, you know, a lot of the travelers, they're traveling. So it makes it a little more convenient to come through weekdays or, um, and then there's a lot of things going on on Saturdays for people locally. So um, we really hope Sundays will be a day that Topeka people can come. So we're open noon to five, and uh, if uh, you know that'll that'll be through all through summer. Um, yeah, we'd love for you to come see it. Awesome, Mike! Congratulations on the award. I just I, I want to go back there. I I think in a Facebook post a couple weeks ago, I put something like, you know, just to make sure we pay attention to this one more time. This award is incredible, and and I I hope as we're listening and we're thinking about it, like. We should be so proud of what's happening over the Evil Knievel Museum and what you guys just said, let's do this. Yeah, again, it was uh, it was surreal to be in that setting. Um, the awards ceremony uh, was really on par with the Academy Awards um, with the, uh, the whole production and um, to go up and really represent Topeka in front of all those people and stand up there and accept the award. Uh, it was super humbling, super surreal. Um, it, it, it was, it was pretty cool, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't something we, we strove for, but we're just very, very honored to, uh, to receive it. That's awesome. Okay. Before I let you go, give me the logistics. If somebody wants to visit or go check out or learn more, what do they do? Oh, uh, well, you know, you can always go to our webpage, evilcanevilmuseum.com, um, Facebook as well. Um, if you come, which, you know, we're open weekdays. The only day we're not open is Monday. Um, so we're open the rest of the days. If you do come, we would ask that you do a review, you know, because that's, that's how people find us. So really when you're doing a review for really anything in Topeka, um, that helps bring people to Topeka because they see it and uh, they're like, oh, I, I want to go there. So that would be something we would ask. Um, you know, also what we're doing is we're really trying to partner with the other attractions in Topeka, the Capitol, the Zoo, Children's Discovery Center, Brown versus Board, and putting packages together with Visit Topeka who have been great support. Um, they're, they're, they're very, very helpful. And, you know, that's what they do. They promote tourism. And so we're working with them to so where people are come from Omaha or Lincoln or, or Wichita or St. Louis for a day trip to Topeka and they can do a lot of cool things, maybe even do one of our water parks too. So we're really um, 
maybe for the first time that we really have uh, several things that we can put a package together where it makes sense to come and stay overnight and bring some um, money into Topeka from outside of, of the area and, and, and leave it here in, in the businesses in Topeka. Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, it goes to a reminder, like we have a responsibility when it comes to TripAdvisor. Like we have a role in that and we can really make a really positive impact or it, we can do the opposite as well. So when we poll people about how they heard about us, number one is TripAdvisor. Wow. And we have over 500 reviews on there and we're a five star review um, so it matters. It matters if you even give a four or five. I mean, it, it, it really yeah. does. So, um, yeah, it, if you um, get that chance, uh, it makes a difference. Thanks so much, Mike. It is awesome to hear about the Evil Knievel Museum. Go check it out. It's right there on 21st and Topeka Boulevard. It's so easy to find. It's...